Hallelujah. Today we uh, will be teaching on on Leviathan, um, and there's a reason why. And so we want to get right into the teaching. So we have a little time to pray. Uh, can you go with me in 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 your Bibles to Isaiah chapter fifty one verse nine? But let's pray one thing. Let us pray right now. God says, "Wake up, wake up, O Lord." But we need to wake up. So let us pray that the Holy Spirit will take charge and begin to stir us up and wake us up from any place of slumber or from any depth of slumber that as a people and as a church we have been in. So Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, we open the gates of this platform. We open the gates of our hearts, our lives. We open the gates of our homes. For those of us that are married, the gates of our marriages. We command the gates of our, our cities and our nations to be lifted up and their doors open. In my case, Nigeria and Abuja. Uh, we pray for the United States of America, the gates to be open right there. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for the gates of Kenya, the gates of Nairobi, the gates of Johannesburg, the gates of Harare, of South Africa, of Zimbabwe. Lord, all the necessary gates that need to be open, let them be open right now. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come into us and we come into and, and indwell and inhabit and from within and from without. We establish your ever-abiding presence. And Lord, even as as uh, as we begin to teach, we pray uh, that the angel armies of the Lord Jesus Christ will go forth into the earth to do battle against this spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Leviathan spirit. It will, because we understand that only you, Lord Jesus Christ, can deal with him. So we pray according to your word in Isaiah chapter in Isaiah chapter 27 verse 1, where you have said in that day, the Lord, Yahweh will punish Leviathan the fleeing serpent his fierce and great and might with his fierce and great and mighty sword even Leviathan the twisted serpent he will kill the dragon who lives in the sea so heavenly father even right now we pray that you will draw out your sword and all your weapons even according to Job chapter 41 verse 1 that you will deploy your fish hook and your cords your lasso and all your ropes to arrest your hooks to arrest Leviathan and Lord to put him out of his hiding places 
in our lives, in our cities, in our governments, in our nations. We say, let the arm of the Lord awaken. Let the arm of the Lord uh, uh, be stretched forth on our behalf. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to your word, in Isaiah 51 verse 9, and let the Lord go forth and break pride, the, our pride, the pride of cities, the pride of nations, in people in pieces in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thank you Heavenly Father we give you all the praise we give you all the glory cut the dragon in the sea to pieces oh God thank you Heavenly Father arise to our cause plead our cause with everything that strives against us even right now in the name of the Lord Jesus arise and contend with the things that contend against us. Lord, we here in Africa right now, in Nigeria, in South Africa, are in the morning watch. Some are transitioning into the first watch of the day. Holy Spirit, empower them for us in this early morning watch. Lord, this is a time of great deliverance. We cry to you and lift up our voices to you from whom our help comes from. Deliver us and show us your salvation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, for those that are in, in already in, 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 in the midnight watch or the third watch uh, of the night, Lord, arrest and overthrow all the witchcraft operations and terminate every assignment against them. And as those wake up, reveal to them and expose the things that were hidden. Lord, we see, you said that you will bring the things that were hidden in the secret out to the open and the things of darkness into the light. We'll begin to do it now. Cast your, cast your fish hooks even right now to be ex exposed the things that are hidden that have been contending against us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise and, and all the glory. Last week, we were talking about Leviathan, and, and in your scriptures, you will find um, Leviathan in Job chapter 3, verse 8. You will find Leviathan in, in Job chapter 41 that we're going to be doing an expose of. You'll find Leviathan in Psalm 74, verse 4. You crushed the heads of Leviathan, and you gave him for food of the creatures of the desert. And in Psalm 104, uh, verse 26, and uh, the Lord said, uh, there the ships move along and Leviathan, which you have formed uh, to sport in it. And so you have those scriptures. I can give you one or two more. You'll find um, him in, in the book of Job, um, well, Job chapter 41. I've already, already mentioned Job. Uh, I've already mentioned Job uh, chapter 3, verse 8. And we said, uh, one of the things we said that Leviathan is, uh, is a hidden spirit and um, he tends to want to block uh, he tends to want to block um, deliverance. He is a spirit that twists, writhes, and slips out of the way and he, he causes people to reject dependence on God and to move in independence from God. 
He hardens the heart. These were some of the things that we said um, about Leviathan in Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. In that day, the Lord will pierce Leviathan, the crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. And, and so here we have Leviathan, and we said that Leviathan is associated with water. He has multiple heads, in fact, seven heads. And Leviathan also refers to a constellation called Draco or the dragon. And, and so last month, uh, uh, we were in the month of, of one of the constellations, um, Draco or the dragon. And we said that that was God advertising that he wants to begin to deal with the power of Leviathan at this time and in this season. So that's what um, we, 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 that's why we started to pray about Leviathan because we know that God wants to begin to deliver us uh, out of Leviathan, out from the hands of Leviathan. And we said that we cannot deal with Leviathan ourselves. We have to get ask God to deal with Leviathan. But remember that Jesus said something, that the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in us. So, um, so we have to divest ourselves of the, 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 the things that Leviathan has invested in us. And I said that one of the manifestations of Leviathan or a serpent in your life is backaches and, and so on and so forth. Especially, and Leviathan, especially a stiffness in the neck, pain in the shoulders and in your upper back, that is often a Leviathan spirit. A, a more subtle, other serpentine spirits normally attack the lower back regions and so on and so forth. Leviathan likes to seize control and bring us into prison. And, and so he's a very powerful spirit and, and it's very hard to get deliverance because he likes to block deliverance and, and so on and so forth. And, and the Bible says that Leviathan means a wreathed animal or a serpent. And that's why he is associated, there's a constellation that he is associated with. Uh, and the Lord is shooting arrows at him to destroy him. And, and, and he's the dragon of the sea. And in scripture, when you see the sea, um, or the waters, it refers to the peoples of the world. The seas represent the nations of people. And the sea is the voice of many waters. The sea is the voice of many peoples. Uh, as you have seen in Revelation chapter 12, uh, uh, the harlot that sits upon um, the seas or upon the waters, the peoples. And that's what Leviathan does. And um, he is... He was the the ruler. He was the um, he was a major spirit that that uh, that that uh, Pharaoh of Egypt had had uh, contracted with, and that's why Pharaoh used to wear the the serpent on his crown. And so, I I think I've said enough about Leviathan. I think we want to go into uh, Job chapter forty one. So let's read Job chapter 41.
Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make supplications to you? Job chapter 41, I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Or will you speak, or will he speak to you with soft words? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him for a servant forever? Will you play with him as a bird? Or will you bind him from your maidens? Will the traders bargain over him? Will they divide him among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hand on him. Remember the battle. You will not do it again. Behold, your expectation is false. Will you be laid low even at the sight of him? No one is so fierce that he dares to arouse him. Who then is he that can stand before me, who has given to me, who has given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not keep silent concerning his limbs or his mighty strength or his orderly frame. Who can strip, strip off his outer armor? Who can come within his double mail? Who can open the doors of his face? Around his teeth there is terror. His strong scales are his pride, shut up as a tight seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They clasp each other and cannot be separated. His sneezes flash forth light and his eyes are like eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils smoke goes forth as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals and the flame goes forth from his mouth. In his neck lodges strength and dismay leaps before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together, firm on him and immovable. His heart is as hard as stone, even as hard as a lower millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty fear because of the crashing, they are bewildered. The sword that reaches him cannot avail, nor the spear, the dart, or the javelin. He regards iron as straw, bronze as rotten as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned into stubble for him. Clubs are regarded as stubble. He laughs at the rattling of the javelin. His underpants are like sharp postherds. He spreads out like a threshing sledge on the mire. He's, he makes the depths boil like a pot he makes the sea like a jar of ointment behind him he makes a wake to shine one would think the deep to be great head nothing on earth is like him one without one made without fear he looks on everything that is high he is king over all the sons of pride let's just pray that the lord will give us a revelation of this dragon and the revelation of Leviathan because out of that revelation then we begin to understand and God can give us a strategy on how to deal with him so father we just pray even right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will give us a revelation of Leviathan and all his operations against us 
and in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you even right now. Holy Spirit, we just need you right now. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So we said Levathan's ability is to twist situations. He causes misrepresentation, miscommunication, misunderstanding between peoples and nations. We said that Leviathan often wants to, to enter into situations uh, at times of transitions. When you're moving from one level to another level, when you're moving from one level of faith to another level of faith, when you're moving from one level of glory to another level of glory, he attacked Israel and Moses, God had to deal with him through Moses um, um, at the Red Sea uh, uh, and with the 10 plagues uh, and the 11 judgments that he brought against Egypt because uh, uh, Leviathan, we read in Isaiah 51 verse 9, uh, he, was, he was over Egypt, which was over Africa, embedded in the Nile, and, and Moses had to deal with him because he was the one that tried to stop the deliverance of the children of Israel and, uh, and stop them from coming out of Egypt. Likewise, when they were about to cross the Jordan, he did the same thing, to cross the Jordan into the Promised Land. He did the same thing. The 10, 12 spies came back and 10 started murmuring and grumbling and they, sped, they misrepresented God. They miscommunicated by their grumbling, by their murmuring. That's, uh, that's a manifestation of Leviathan. And, and, uh, and within such a short time, that virus of dissent spread through the whole congregation of the mixed multitude of Israel. And, and as a result of that, they rebelled against God, wanted to take matters in their own hands. That's what Leviathan does. He causes you to want to take matters in your own hands and become independent of people and of God. And in the body of Christ, we're supposed to be interdependent. Uh, 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 and so they rebelled against God and the door closed and that whole generation fell in the desert except those who were immune to Leviathan, Joshua and Caleb. And so that's what happened over there. He tried to block the deliverance of the children of Israel uh, and block them from moving into what God had ordained for them. So Leviathan has that ability to miscommunicate. He is always at work, constantly agitating situations, always at work, constantly twisting communication. He's always at work, number three, causing reckless talk 
to cause people to speak recklessly. Just, oh God, are you with him? And, 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 and causes other people to misunderstand the intent of the other person. So Leviathan works two ways. He can cause you, the speaker or the person that is speaking, to say the wrong things, and that may not be what you intended to say, but have you ever sometimes spoken and sometimes it came out the wrong way? And that was not what you intended to say, but you said something that you shouldn't have said. That's Leviathan operating. For those of you in America, you need to pray for God to deliver your leaders, Labour Hindi, from the spirit of Leviathan. Donald Trump is up against a huge attack of the spirit of Leviathan. Are you with me? It's a huge attack. So you say many things and they just come out the wrong way. That's Leviathan. Or you say the right things and people hear and misrepresent and misunderstand what you're saying because they're listening to the letter of your word and not to the heart of what you're saying and the spirit behind what you're saying. So we said that I've showed you all the scripture where uh, Leviathan is, 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 is mentioned. And in Job chapter 41, he says, Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook? Ha <laughs> uh, or snare his tongue with a line which you lower. So in the olden days, and I'm going to take uh, Leviticus chapter 41, uh, word by verse by verse. So just stay with me um, because that's a lot of work. Uh, that's a lot of work, breaking things down and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, so as we go along, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, and so he says, can you draw out Leviathan with a hook or snare his tongue with a line? So in the olden days, when they used to catch that crocodile spirit, because Leviathan is represented as a dragon or even as a crocodile or a seven-headed behemoth. And, and what they would do is, is the ancient hunters of crocodiles would bait a hook with some with some with some some meat on it, and then they would cast it into a certain place in a river, and then they would get a live animal, like say a pig, uh, at the at the bank, just at the muddy places of the of the bank of the river, and they would antagonize the the pig, so the pig would would squeal out. And the crocodiles would hear. And as the crocodiles are swimming to the shore to get the, the pig, they swim into the baited hook and it grabs into their mouth. And then as he's coming with that baited hook to grab the pig, they have dug a muddy hole and covered it with palm fronds and the crocodile falls into that uh, muddy hole and he can't climb out. Then they can put a rope around his tongue and hold his mouth so that they can drag him out. And God says, can you do that? Only he can do that. So he's saying that the people, uh, uh, that only him, Levathan is so big and he's so terrible that we can't deal with him. Only God can deal with him on our behalf. So there's certain things we need to do to get God to, to so that God can stretch forth his arm to pluck us out 
from the Leviathan spirit. So you need to understand that most of the action is subjective. You've got to work on yourself and deal with the things that Leviathan has invested in you. The woundedness, the trauma, selfishness, arrogance, haughtiness, stiff-neckedness, uh, uh, pride. He's the king of the children of pride. Those are the things that which attract Leviathan to you. Unforgiveness, bitterness, anger. Those things attract Leviathan to you. Then he gets his hooks or his teeth into you. And once a crocodile gets his teeth into you, he's not letting go. And understand the crocodile does not bite. When he grabs hold of you, he works in tandem with, with other crocodiles. So he bites, he grabs you over here, the other crocodile bites you over here, then they begin to twist. They begin to twist. They begin to twist. They begin to twist. They begin to twist until they dismember you. They cut you to pieces. They mess up your life. They destroy everything. They disorganize everything. They cause so much confusion. Are you with me? So people who are influenced by this spirit, at the end of the time, they, what God is saying in Job chapter 41 is they will not submit to anybody. They will not submit to any situation. They're not team players. They are very difficult to work with. So in Job 41 verse 1 to 2, uh, trying to work with people under the power of Leviathan is the most frustrating thing that you can do. Verse, verse 3 to 4, will you make supplications to him? Will you speak softly to, will he speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him as a servant forever? So number one, the, the thing that we see is that Leviathan stops Christians from serving God. He stops Christians from serving God. Number two, he's harsh with his words. People who just speak very harsh words because of anger, because of bitterness, that's a manifestation of Leviathan. They speak harsh words. They're, they're not, they don't entreat. They're not soft-spoken. When they, when they speak, their words are biting. Their words are cutting. And they're doing it out of, not because they want to do it, but that's just the nature of the Spirit manifesting through them. Will you make many supplications? Supplication is a word that is often used for prayer. So Leviathan resists prayer. He hates prayer. He will stop you from praying. You're, when you're trying to pray for yourself, you, you, you sit down after a few minutes and you stop praying. When you're reading your Bible, you fall asleep. Are you with me? Because he just wants to stop prayer. And the antidote for that is to spend a lot of time with people who pray. Because sometimes when you're about to move into another dimension and Leviathan shows up, he just messes up your prayer life. The, one of the antidotes for that is consistent, persistent prayer. It may change. It means you've got to come out of your comfort zone. You've got to move out of your comfort zone. It, uh, you, you, it's got to, you, you, you've got to, to burn the midnight oil. You've got to sometimes pray at every watch. Lamentations tells us to pray at the head of every watch. You and one of the things you need to do is pray for the poor. Because that way you're not praying yourself for yourself. 
You're praying for other people. You're other people focused. Are you with me? Because Leviathan just wants you to concentrate on yourself because pride exalts self. I, I did a whole thing on pride in last week's teaching on Leviathan and, the, uh, and I, I, I talked to you about uh, Isaiah chapter 14. Uh, Lucifer said, I will ascend. I will set my throne above the stars. I will make myself like a most high five I wills. Uh, and I said that one of the, 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 the Leviathan is the king of pride and pride is self-exaltation and self-exaltation is the principle of satan when you hear somebody i i i i did this i'm that i am this this too much i you understand that that's pride pride is the spirit of rebellion and the spirit of rebellion is the principle of satan and the principle of satan is self exaltation and leviathan is the king of the children of pride antidote you've got to ask god to break pride the sacrifices of god psalm 51 our broken spirit and a contrite heart Oh Lord, these things you will not despise because the Bible says pride goeth before a fall. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in the due season he will exalt you. So pride means that you have attracted Leviathan to begin to dismember. Leviathan dismembers you. He tears you apart piece by piece. Are you with me? He will dismember your family. He will dismember your marriage. He will dismember your relationships. He will dismember your congregation. He did that to Israel when they were going to cross the promised land. So those who are controlled by Leviathan are never gentle. They're brash. They're harsh. Harsh words pour out of their mouths. One of, in the Hebrew, to speak softly is an indication of worship to God. To speak words of intimacy and love, but they speak cruel words, harsh words. So if you find that you cannot pray or worship God, you may be under attack or be bound by the Leviathan spirit. Are you with me? Again, Verses, uh, Job 41, uh, verse 2 and 3, or 2 to 4, say, Leviathan, can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his joy with a hook? Will you make supplications or will he speak to you soft words? Will you make a covenant with him? He is not a covenant guy. He resists coming, you, coming into covenant relationship. He is a covenant-breaking spirit. So he wants to break your marriage covenant. Remember, Jesus said, I hate divorce. So he wants to break your marriage covenant. He causes people to break their vows or he causes people to break their promises. Uh, and, and so there's an interesting scripture in Ecclesiastes. 
Ecclesiastes, where are you? Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1. He says, guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools for they do not know they are doing evil. Do not be hasty in word. So Leviathan can cause you to be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. So let me put it in another version. Uh, NIV says, don't be quick with your mouth. That's verse 2. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. Verse 4, when you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vows. It is better not to vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin and do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why? Should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands. That's an operation of the Leviathan. It causes you to make rash vows and speak rash things and make promises that you, you, you end up wanting to break. And then you say, God, I made a mistake. And God says, don't do that because at the end of the day, you'll provoke the angels to destroy the work of your hands. And so, uh, Braboske, Psalm 24 tells us that, that, that he who, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, who shall dwell in his hill, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not swear to an idol, uh, nor lift up his soul to a vanity, to vanity, uh, nor swears deceitfully. Uh, uh, and so one of the things that God hates is when you say things and you don't live up to your words because you're created in the likeness and, uh, and the image of God. And, and therefore, God doesn't alter the word that comes forth from his mouth. And his word is exalted above his name. Forever, O oh God, your word is settled. So uh, at the end of the day, if you claim to be in the image of God, we have to be very careful what we say. And don't forget, this is the decade of pay. This is the decade of the mouth. So God is listening to every word. And God is with the, 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 uh, the Bible says God creates the fruit of your lips. So God says this year we have to be very careful. We should use our mouths to engage, to be what God called us to be, a speaking spirit. And I've taught that. Uh, when God said, created, breathed into man, and man became a living soul in Genesis chapter 2, that word living soul in Hebrew means God became a speaking spirit. We're supposed to speak creatively. We're supposed to speak and create uh, all the, uh, that needs to be created and completed uh, in this earth so that the Lord can inhabit and his kingdom can be built. So you're a speaking spirit. And so... I say this, to the degree that you honor your word is the degree that God will entrust you with his word. If you're not faithful with your word, your God will not trust you with his word. Because if you're unfaithful with your word, if you're unfaithful with little, you'll be unfaithful with much. Luke chapter 16, from 9 to 11, you can read all that. So Leviathan is a covenant-breaking spirit. He's a covenant-breaking spirit. He causes people to break their vows. He causes you to people to break their promises. And when that happens, then according to Psalm 24, then you cannot ascend into the heavens. The heavens are locked to you because you haven't fulfilled the prerequisites as in Psalm 24. And then in Proverbs, it says six things are an abomination to him. Uh, six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination. And one of them is those who utter lies, Hold those who swear 
and do not honor their word. And God says that you must not swear deceitfully. And God says that you must swear even and honor your word, no matter how much it's going to hurt you and cost you. Uh, we'll get into that scripture another time because I want to move on. So one of the things that block your ability to ascend and, and fellowship with God is when you don't honor your word, when you don't keep your word, and when you don't honor the vows. Levathan is a covenant-breaking spirit. Levathan also causes people to be independent. When you have an independent spirit, then you want to do things on your own. And in the kingdom and in the body of Christ, you are in the interdependent. You need one another. One of the Hebrew words uh, that, that characterize this decade is the Hebrew word or the Hebrew letter bet. And the Hebrew letter bet is hidden in the Hebrew letter pay. And pay is the, the Hebrew letter for this decade, which is the decade of the mouth. But inside pay is a hidden bait that, that also represents a womb. It's a time for birthing. So what you speak, God will birth. Yeah, but bait is means beginning. So we're in a season of new and a decade of new beginnings. Uh, are, are you with me? But also pay means to be blessed. So Genesis 1-1, beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then in Genesis 1, and God blessed them and saw that it was good. That's a bait word. Uh, but bait also represents the number, the gematria, the numerical value of two. And two is the number of duality or plurality. So it takes everything that God created, he created in pairs. Two are better than one, male, female, uh, Moses, Aaron, and so on and so forth, sun, moon. And, and so duality, it takes two to attract the blessing of God. It takes more than one to attract the blessing of God. Hence Psalm 133, how blessed are those who, who dwell together in unity. So, the, so it takes collaboration. God always wants collaboration and cooperation in him so that we can all become as one and left because God is one. That was a plurality of, a plurality of the Godhead that are as one in essence. Are you with me? So he's an independent spirit. He is unable to commit to a marriage covenant. The thing that Leviathan does is a covenant breaker. He's a truce breaker. Have a truce breaker. Let's talk about that for a little while. Remember, uh, Paul is talking in 1 Timothy, oh God, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, he's saying, Many shall depart from the faith, giving heed. Uh, the Spirit clearly says in latter times, the some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such people, things come from through hypocritical liars, they whose consciences have been seared with a, a hot iron. Uh, they forbid people to marry and so on and so forth. That's Leviathan. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, he says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof with them have nothing to do. 
That's the hallmark of Leviathan raising his head up in these last days. He's a covenant-breaking spirit. It doesn't allow you to get into serious relationship with people or it doesn't allow you to get into a serious relationship with God. Leviathan, the Bible says in, in verse 3, he says, will you take, verse 4, will you take him for a servant forever? He does not allow you. He does not want you to serve God. He's always trying to get you away from service to do your own thing, to do your own ministry, to do your own calling, and to do all that you think God has spoken to you. And you can't accomplish it on your own. When you try to disciple somebody with a Leviathan spirit, they will be resistant to you at all times. And then they know it all. Verse 41, chapter 41, verse 5 to 7. Leviathan says, uh, God says, sorry, will you play with him as with a bird or leash him for your maidens? Will your companions make a banquet for of him? Will they apportion him among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? So those uh, that informs us that Leviathan cannot be trained for the purposes of amusement. Yes, the, those that are bound by Leviathan do not have a sense of humor. And definitely, they can't bear to be laughed at. So these verses tell us that the, uh, about the futility of using natural weapons to take down the dragon. You can't use natural weapons. We are beginning to see that this creature, this creature, he's not natural. He's a supernatural being. Are you with me? Uh, 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 you see, uh, I know these things because... When I came under and I've been under the attack of Leviathan, I noticed that I lost my sense of humor because I'd, I would take things so seriously and I really didn't know, God, what's wrong with me? Until God started to reveal uh, uh, that, that because of where God wants to take me and because of things God wants to do, man, Leviathan raised all his heads. So I'm not just teaching from mental ascent, I'm talking from experience. And so you can't attack this Leviathan principality. Now you've got to understand how a principality operates. He comes into, for instance, territorially, he comes into a territory through sins of authority figures. And as they continue, and as that city and its government officials continue to repeat that sin, and the sin becomes a habit, that principality is getting strong, that, that spirit is getting stronger and stronger, is bringing reinforcements. As you begin to offer him all the abortions and all that thing, that thing is getting stronger and stronger until it becomes a principality. A principality means a prince that rules over a domain because he has been given the legal right over that domain the legal right over your home and so on and so forth are you with me so you keep on arguing you keep on fighting you're just enforcing that principality and he gets stronger and stronger and stronger till he becomes a prince 
till a prince moves in and establishes a domain. And once a prince operates in one domain, no other prince can come in there. That's how terrible Leviathan is. He's a master king. Uh, are you with me? And then the principality advocates and influences you with his own principles, with his own ethos, uh, with his own core values. And then the whole household, the whole community, the whole territory begins to take on, or nation, take on that principality. Are you with me? Leviathan is into the battle for the long haul. So it would take antidote, consistency, persistence, perseverance, and endurance. You see, God uses the negative to work the positive. Those are all the characteristics of the fruit or manifestations of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And there's only one fruit that is the fruit of love. Love, these are all manifestations of love. When you uh, transpose Galatians 5.22 into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you'll find there's only one fruit, but there are nine or eight manifestations of the fruit. So Leviathan causes harassment you know when you people harass you just harass you just harass you just harass you just harass you they can't leave you in peace you don't have a moment of tranquility because it's a harassing spirit and if he's not working through people against you then he's working through you against people you become very harassing in your nature and then he causes you to feel hopeless. This sense of hopelessness comes upon you because now he's cut you off from your relationship with God. When Satan wants to kill you, my, let me just watch my time. When Satan wants to kill you, he doesn't need to kill your body with sickness. All he needs to do is kill your faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And anything you're going to get from God must come through faith. He that cometh to him must believe that he is, and the rewarder of them that diligently uh, obey him or worship him. Are you with me? So when he's cut you off, you're cut off your faith, killed your faith, he's killed you before God. He's cut you off from God. And anything cut off from his source will begin to die. Are you with me? That's where Leviathan is going. That's why he's, he's making you feel hopeless, because hope is the anchor of the soul. Faith is the substance of things for. So the Spirit will literally challenge your faith in Jesus Christ and, uh, and bring you to your knees. Uh, 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 any, uh, uh, and, and he will bring you to your knees. He will humble you. But that's also good because God is going to use what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. Are you with me? He becomes, he's just a bully. And, and when you have, you know, when you have all these bullies around you, that's the beginnings of the operations of Levatha. This spirit, Levatha's spirit, as we see in Job chapter 41, uh, uh, he just creates uh, impossible situations that, seem, that seems there's no escape. Remember, he locked Israel in a hard place when they came to the Red Sea. There was no way back. Pharaoh was behind them. There was no way to the right. There was no to the left. And the Red Sea was a blockage in front of them. Only God can open up the Red Sea for you. So you've got to recover that trust in God because you should never, never, never surrender to hopelessness. With God, all things are possible. 
Are, are you with me? Let's go to verse uh, Job chapter, where were we? Uh, we did, we just did verse 7, so uh, uh, verse 8. Can you lay your hand on him? Remember the battle, you will not do it again. So don't attack a Leviathan head on. <laughs> he will take you to task. Are you with me? Because he's already got a lot of things invested in you. He's got all these microchips embedded into you that he just needs to press his remote control button to activate you. So you've got to get rid. You've got to deactivate all those microchips in, in you and you've got to get them out. Are you with me? Uh, verse 9. Uh, uh, Behold, your expectation is false. Will you be laid low even at the sight of him? Uh, now verse 10. No one is so fierce that he dares to arouse him. Who then is he that can stand before me? So don't arouse him because, okay, this person is wrong. I'm going to go in there and give my two bits. Remember, without wood, a fire dies down. Because if you go and engage with the Leviathan starts a misunderstanding. And you say, well, i got to have my two bits. I'm going to get in my own word. And I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> you know that, that that you're arousing Leviathan. <laughs> uh, uh, once you begin to uh, once you begin to arouse him, you're just putting wood into the fire. You're going to awaken him. You're gonna lift him up, and you're just gonna incite him. And Satan is the inciter of the brethren, number one. And Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So when you start bringing, bringing accusations, whose work are you doing? You're doing the work of Satan. And when you begin to incite people, yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah, deal with him. Yeah, don't take it lying down. You are inciting. The scriptures say in Proverbs, without wood, a fire dies down. So don't put your two cents into it. You will just cause the fire to be kindled. And when Leviathan lights a fire, my God, my God, it's going to burn the house down. It's going to burn the house down. Such bitter words will go forth that it will take all the parties concerned a long time to heal because words are like arrows. They're like the venom of an asp. They go down deep and they paralyze you. So be careful, control your mouth, just walk away. Without wood, a fire dies down. So where's their hope? <laughs> Who is able to stand against me, he says in verse 10. Who has preceded me that I should pay him everything under heaven is mine, God says. So God tells us that no one can stand against Leviathan. He declares everything under the heavens is his. So only God can deal with Leviathan. So that's where our hope in the battle of Leviathan begins, with God. Without God, the battle with Leviathan is hopeless. But with God, victory is possible. Any battle with Leviathan is supposed to drive us to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you can't get to the Lord yourself, then get people to help you go. Stop being proud. Remember, he's the king of, of pride, the children of pride. And pride says, I can go it alone. I can do it myself. My friend, you need help. Get with people who know how to praise 
so you can learn how to pray. Get with people who know how to worship so you can worship through. Get with people that can stand with you and pray you through so that you can break the ceiling and begin to get closer to God. Get closer to God. Start going to fellowship. Don't withdraw. When you withdraw, isolation is part of Leviathan's tactic. You see, when you watch National Ge Ge Geographic and, and all the films about animals, uh, when the lion is stalking his prey or animals are stalking their prey, they don't go for the pack. They're strength in numbers. They go for the stragglers, the ones that have isolated themselves. And that's where they attack and they succeed. So isolation is a precursor to a devourment. When I see people isolate themselves from their local fellowship or local congregation, I know that uh, Satan is getting ready to devour them. Leviathan is not far. Are you with me? The closer we come to Jesus, the stronger the battle will be with Leviathan. So because the, you're facing battles, and I don't understand that thing. When battles come, that is an indication that, that, that there's a victory that is up ahead. But I see so many people turn back in the face of battle. And God says, when you turn back in the face of battle, you had no strength at all. If you fall to pieces in a time of crisis, you have no strength at all. That's Isaiah chapter 7 verse 9. Are you with me? And I've seen so many battles because in our ministry, when we, when, when we came against Leviathan, man, he came in and he tore up the place. Are you with me? I, I remember a man of God said, I see a river running between the pulpit and the congregation. And we thought it was a river of the Holy Ghost. But inside this river, Leviathan and had all these crocodiles hiding. And when they came out, they started biting. They started twisting. They started corrupting. They started dismembering. And my congregation fell apart. Fell apart. Fell apart. Completely. It was one of the most <laughs> discouraging times that I ever had. And I said, God, what is happening here? And you see, I've done, God has taken me through battles with Jezebel. I did that in the Republic of Benin. So I have that experience. But I never had the experience of Leviathan. And when the battle comes and the battle comes, people say, oh, the word is too hard. I can't understand the word. And I said, well, when you go to school and you start from one of the classes that you, you, you study general science, and then in, here in Africa in those days, in my time, we would get to the third form. And in the third form, um, we started, we moved from general science to the sciences, physics, chemistry, biology. And, and we knew that we had to learn it. We moved from algebra to calculus to, to, and all that stuff, the quadratic equations. We knew we had to learn it because there's a time coming where there's going to be an exam. And if we didn't pass our O-levels, we could not move higher to do our A-levels. And if we didn't pass our A-levels, we couldn't go into university or college. So we just had to learn the stuff. And so people that are complaining, oh, I can't understand the word. This word is too hard, blah, blah blah, 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 understand that they have a problem. They don't want to learn. They don't want to increase their standard. And I say to them, look, when you were in school, you had to learn the stuff. You had to get to grips with it because if you didn't pass your exams, you are not going to be promoted. 
Simple. And so people turn to turn back in battle. And you don't turn back in battle. The, the Christian armor, uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, there's no armor at the back. Because God never expects his children to turn their back to the enemy. Never turn your back to the enemy. Because Leviathan will just wrap himself around your spinal column. Are you with me? For every great battle, there's a great victory. The greater the battles, the greater the victories. Go through the battle. Don't turn back. Before you entered the battle, God knew that there was a battle coming. He did not stop it, and he did not stop you from going through. That means that God has given you the grace to weather the storms. Weather the storms. Cross over to the other side. Because without the Lord, you will be defeated. And believe you me, if you're defeated, you will continue going around in cycles, around the mountain, until you develop strength to attack your Goliath. If you don't attack your Goliath, you can never enter into the next level that God has for you. If you don't deal with the giants in the land, you can't eat the fruit of the land. Ah, I think my time has run out now. So I got to stop here. Remember we're on Job chapter 41 verses 11 to 14. So take heed of what I have said. And um, whew, that's a lot of stuff. You always need to come in the antidote spirit. So let me give you 10 things to quickly recognize uh, the Leviathan, uh, Leviathan's qualities. Number one, he's a military chief in the water kingdom of darkness. He's a water spirit. Number two, he's a principal demon that operates from the water against anything or anyone who is for God and his kingdom. So once you're trying to build kingdom, you're coming against Leviathan. Number three, he's the principal enemy of God, the principal enemy of the church, and the principal enemy of God's people. Number four, he is a principal violent persecutor of God's people. Number five, he's a demonic strong man. He holds down God's people and purposes and does not lose his hold easily. Number six, he is the anchor spirit of Jezebel, the controlling personality. Number seven, he is a greater launcher of evil and wickedness against anything that stands for the true God. Number eight, Leviathan is a marriage breaker, destiny destroyer, and killer of good things, spiritual and physical. In a word, he is a waster. Number nine, he's the crooked serpent with a hook that strangulates mercilessly. Number 10, he is a piercing servant. He has the power to penetrate secured places, to bite and dismember. Number, I'll give you one more. He counterfeits the Holy Spirit. He is a counterfeiter of the Spirit of God. Let's just pray for two minutes. Heavenly Father, we ask, ask God for a revelation of Leviathan, a revelation of where he has concentrated his attack against our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let us just repent from all, every iota of pride and the children of pride, arrogance, stiff-neckedness, haughtiness, stubbornness, rebellion, 
Those are all the children of pride. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, even right now, Lord, we thank you because Leviathan has reared up its head in our nations. In these last days, in this final era, we are of your kingdom. Lord God Almighty, we're asking you in this morning watch for deliverance and illumination as to where Leviathan's hooks are in us and to where we have entered unknowingly into covenants with Leviathan. And Lord, we are repenting from every iota of pride. And we say, Lord, we're asking for the spirit of humility. We repent and ask you for forgiveness in every place where we have exalted ourselves, where we have sought self-aggrandizement, where we have put other people down to elevate ourselves, uh, to get promotion by deriding and, and subverting other people, putting them down to our bosses to raise ourselves up. Lord, wherever we have promoted ourselves and promoted and where we've been boastful, we have been arrogant, where we have been stubborn, where we have been haughty, uh, where we have been stiff-necked, like you said to the children of Israel, they were stiff-necked and so on and so forth. We repent of all these things. The Lord needs genuine repentance from us. Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus and we ask for forgiveness in all these places, in every place where we made vows that we have not honored. Help us where we made spoke words that we did not, uh, 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 where we spoke words that we, we did not honor. Lord, we, we, we just repent and ask you for forgiveness. We want to get right with you. Right now, we receive your mercies and we superimpose the blood of Jesus to atone for all these things. And we ask that all the gates of creation, we command all the gates of creation to be open now. And we, uh, we, we deploy the blood of Jesus to all those gates to erase every record in the archives of eternity, whether in heaven or on earth or in the underworld or in the marine kingdoms, where records of our pride, haughtiness, rebellion, stubbornness, independence are. We repent from that independence right now. Lord, God Almighty, because we are a body. We're supposed, we can't, we can't, the body can't succeed without us working together, being uh, interdependent, and where we have the, the, tried to go it alone, that is pride. Lord, we can't go it alone. We've tried to do things our own way. We've got to do our things without you, and it has never worked in ourselves, in our ministries, in our nations. And Lord, we're repenting for all all these things in our nations right now and in our governments right now in our ministries in the church right now and in the church and Lord we lift up our hands to you and Lord we're saying we need deliverance come and begin to deliver us you are our help our help comes from you oh God Lord we want to receive the things from the spirit every doorway of the spirit of the Lord to come into our lives and to come and help us that has been closed we're asking you to reopen right now break down every citadel of pride break down high places cast down our lofty imaginations and every high thing 
that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Deliver us from the, the tentacles of pride. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you. We break that yoke of pride. We loose every band of wickedness. We overthrow their strongholds in our lives. Yeah, we renounce every covenant that we have entered into with Leviathan. We break every agreement we had with him knowingly and unknowingly. In the name of the Lord, and we pray that you will reveal those agreements we entered into knowingly or unknowingly, or even the ones our parents made on our behalf. Lord, we ask you, deliver us and show us your salvation. For now, I cover every single person under the blood of Jesus. I cover your children, I cover your marriage, I cover your, your God-given relationships, I cover your finances, I cover your bank accounts, I cover your enterprises, I cover endeavor, your endeavors. I plead the blood of Jesus in your places of employ, in your work environments, over the people that are there, in the name of the Lord Jesus, over your going out and your coming in, over all modes of transportation, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Remember, without wood, a fire dies down. Don't let the enemy incite you. Don't let him arouse you to get into a squabble. Hold your peace. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ guard your heart and your soul. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God richly bless you. Have a great weekend. Shalom.